0: hi everyone welcome back to the dallas birth guide podcast i'm your host yuki mcgregor this week's guest is susan taylor a certified professional midwife serving the dfw area she specializes in home births water births vaginal birth after cesarean and surrogacy so welcome susan
1: hello thank you for having me
0: Yeah, so tell us a little bit about who you are um, and how you got into midwifery.
1: Um, Okay, well, I am a midwife, home birth midwife serving um, the DFW area. I'm married and have four children. I've had all kinds of different births, and I'd say that that's probably what um, really started me on a path to midwifery just going from um, a hospital birth with my first, a natural hospital birth, and then having a midwife with my second, and then I had a midwife with my third, transported to the hospital um, for a cesarean, be back at home with a midwife with my fourth, Um, just kind of that combination of different midwifery care and um, birth situations and environments is what really started feeling my passion for um, caring for women also their uh, during their pregnancies
0: wow, you really have had every single kind of birth. That's incredible.
1: <laughs> and my so two surrogacy births really... did not change that. My yeah. two surrogacy births also oh, wow. added to different kind of births.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. That is so incredible. And so I'm sure that really shaped like you can one just resonate with so many other women about whatever birth that they're doing or it ends up being, but Man, how has that shaped your view of birth in general, and like a woman's part in that?
1: Um, well, yeah, I definitely can. I could definitely can relate to most situations. Um, it's basically it just shaped me as starting from an emotional standpoint with my clients, just really starting as friends, building relationships throughout um, their pregnancy, so that when the birth comes, no matter how that birth unfolds, because Anybody who's in the birth world knows or has a baby knows that birth is unpredictable and we can prepare right. and, you know, as much as we want and, and sometimes things just don't go as planned. And so just having that um, foundation of trust and and friendship really is really what I think helps me serve my clients best.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's so beautiful. So, Let's talk a little bit about what got you into surrogacy, because I know I've followed you on Instagram and Facebook, and I've actually posted a picture on the Dallas Birth Guide Instagram of your surrogacy birth, or one of them, Um, and it's something that you are so open to everybody. If they have questions about it, you love answering them, so tell us what got you started in surrogacy.
1: Yeah, um, so after the birth of my fourth, it was my home VBAC, you know, and I felt empowered and I like, I could do anything. (laughs) Um, and and I wanted to do it again. I wanted to just have more babies, but our family just really felt complete. And we talked Mm. about a fifth and it just did. And, um, so I wasn't really sure what that tug was that was just kind of calling me back to, to another birth or was it a baby? You know, I wasn't really sure. Definitely midwifery was laid on my heart right around then. And, um, and i started my apprenticeship but there was just still something i felt out there and um funny enough i was watching a reality show that i kind of got sucked into about a she was a talk show host and she was going she had infertility issues and so she was going through a lot of idf Um, and so i just really got hooked watching her story ended up that she needed a surrogate um, and it was, it was that moment, it was that moment where they needed a surrogate and the whole episode was about, um, what that process was like. And I knew that that, that's what I was supposed to be doing next.
0: Wow. It's crazy how it just kind of, kind of comes out of nowhere and like hits you in the face like, oh, this is it. <laughs> yes. Like you feel there's like that little voice, you know, back there, something yeah. telling
1: me there's something I'm supposed to be doing. What is it? And yeah, yeah that, that's what it was.
0: Wow. So what is the process of becoming a surrogate and what and what can that look like? Because I, I think I've read before that it can look different for a lot of different families just depending on what the needs are. Yeah, it does.
1: I mean, my first time I went an independent route. Um mm-hmm. and the second time I used an agency. So there's two different routes just even to get started. Um if you uh, are brave and you want to go independent like I did the first time and you are well researched, it's it's not it's it's possible to do. Um I knew nothing and I went into it just uh face first and it was it was a lot of learning. Um so the mm-hmm. second time I really just thought I'm going to use an agency with people who are knowledgeable and can help me along the way um, and just kind of be a smoother um, journey throughout. And right. um, so kind of how you get started is, you know, picking an agency or deciding you want to go independent, knowing what you're looking for in a journey. What are you looking for with intended parents? Are you open to helping a same sex couple? Are you wanting an out of hospital birth? Um, there's just different, you know, levels of, criteria, for lack of a better word, that you would um, have to kind of figure out going into it, which mm. going independent, I had no idea. I was just like, I don't right. know, to help somebody. <laughs> and then with an agency and having done a, a journey the first time, I knew going into the second time exactly what I was looking for and what I wanted to do um, the second time around. And then they just kind of helped guide from there.
0: Mm, okay. So when you're saying, like, kind of pick what your criteria are, is it almost in a sense like making a birth plan for yourself? Because how much input does the the, the parents have on how you're birthing?
1: Well, picking the criteria is more like what you're looking for with intended parents. Um, are you wanting them okay. to be local to you? Or are you wanting them just to be domestic? Can they be international? For me, I, I didn't – I was open to anything, which is why I ended up with intended fathers in Spain – um, I do know that the second time I wanted to help a same-sex couple, that's another thing. Like now, I work for the agency I used, and so yeah. that's one of the things I talk to the potential surrogates in in Texas that I get to meet and uh, meet with. Is do you you know do you same sex as a single parent okay? Do you want a heterosexual couple? Do they need to be married? Um, do you, is it okay if they've had children before? What is your view on termination? Um, do you want to transfer one embryo or two embryos? Um, that's what I mean when I talk about the, that's just like the basic criteria. And then right. for a lot of people, especially in the DFW area, and, and, and potential surrogates I talk to, I think, because I'm a midwife and I'm in the birth community, and we have such a fabulous birth community here, is yeah. do you want a birth a birth? Do you want a home birth? Are you looking to just have a hospital birth with a nurse midwife? Um, and so that's, that also is something that I talk about right in the beginning as far as criteria goes um, with yeah. the, the surrogates that I talk to because that is, you know, you want, if, especially a home birther or a birth center um, birthing mom, she, she needs intended parents that are open to that and also mm-hmm. kind of more that non intervention, natural minded sort of thing. Right.
0: Yeah. Oh, wow. So the first thing I look like, as you're listing these criteria it's, amazing how much going into it like the little tiny details of is important if they're married or if they have kids before like going into it like oh that's not something that I would have thought off off of the bat so I can totally see where you're coming from of it's a lot easier going through an agency who has all these things prepared for you Um, because it's little details like that that I don't think I would have thought of at all going into it right Um, but then also what a great like point of view that you have also working for that agency and being a midwife of what kind of birth that you want to have because you can bring in that kind of like a birth plan step into it that's really cool right
1: yeah and I think our agency really discusses that with all of our potential surrogates there's you know four of us on the intake team that work with surrogates all over the country and that's something that we've all really talked about especially I was the first one to have a home birth with our agency and and now mm-hmm. it's just becoming more routine because they our owners are open to that and I did call other agencies when I was first looking that were I mean as soon as I said I want to have a home birth they were like oh gosh no you can't do that uh, um yeah and when I called family source they were like okay I mean we've never had anybody do that but I <laughs> guess if we're going to might as well be a home birth midwife who's already had a right, dream yeah. and you know so and now they become so open to it and whenever there's any kind of questions about birth centers or midwives or anything like that they always call me and um and ask and so that's something that I've talked a lot about is really you know understanding that about potential surrogates and it doesn't make them different you know or weird it just makes them wanting a different kind of experience um yeah and there's definitely a of parents that are open to that when they're exposed to it and a lot of them just have no yeah. idea that that's even an option like a lot of people when they have their babies just don't even yeah. know that's an option and so, yeah, it's it's created within our agency, I think, a really good um, foundation for talking about different kind of earths and environments and things like that.
0: Awesome. So what agency is that? Because I want to make sure that I link that into the show notes at the end of the podcast so that people can go and check that out if needed.
1: Yes. It's Family Source Consultants.
0: Okay, perfect. I'll make sure for you guys listening, I will link that in the show notes so you can go check that out after you listen to the podcast. Um, so – what is the next step after getting involved either going independently or getting involved with an agency? Um, how do you how would you get matched on either way? Because if you're doing it independently, how do you reach out to somebody and choose those parents that you want to help? And then through an agency, what does that look like?
1: Yeah, so independently, I posted in some groups on Facebook. Um, and then that opens up a whole other world. Um, because mm. some are legitimate into the parents that um that are looking for a surrogate and sometimes it's, um, you know, random people. Um, for me, I only, I posted a couple of times and then I actually posted in a birth group, um, a professional birth group here that I was just thinking about becoming a surrogate. Did anybody, had anybody ever worked with a surrogate, you know, as as a doula or a midwife or didn't have any information. And a doula chimed in and said that she had a friend that was looking for a surrogate. And that's, that's how I met my intuitive mom the first time was through a doula, of course.
0: Oh yeah, <laughs> um, being in the birth <laughs> it's so world. So funny, the birth world so <laughs> circle, so small. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
1: and she was a lactation <laughs> consultant, and so it was just perfect. Um, but typically, when you don't, when you're not in such an amazing community like we are in the birth world here, right. um, you would just post in groups, and you just kind of they, you know, it, it's a lot of trust that um, right. who you're talking to is a real person, and then that their intentions are real. Um, And then on the agency side of things, the next step after applying with our agency or just even applying or asking for information is is that we do that interview. We do either an in-person interview if you're local, we do a Skype interview. Um, if you're not, because we like to see you and really talk to you and understand what you're looking for, and we go over all that. They run about an hour typically, and we just kind of talk about what exactly you're looking for in an agency and an and a journey and an intended parents um, and answer any questions, and then we send profiles to our surrogates based on what they're looking for. Mm.
0: So it's really and there's the a lot of screening. surrogates who choose the parents. It seems like the
1: surrogates do. Yes, yeah, they get the first. Okay, um, they get they get to look at the profile first, and if they find a profile that they like, then that profile goes to the intimate parents, and then they have to choose them back. Um, it's kind of like dating. You get kind of you know you get excited whenever I get a new email and I see it was from Zara, our co-founder. I was like, oh, she's getting more profiles and. Um, I would look at it with my midwives, and we would be, you know, we just get so excited just reading these stories and um, and seeing their pictures, and just kind of connecting with them. And and then of course once you've chosen, when like with me with my intended fathers, and I knew for sure. I mean, it was in, I didn't even have a chance to work with my midwives. I was I saw their profile and I was like, yes, one hundred percent, yes, this is, <laughs> these are my these are my intended parents. And um, so sending that email to Zara saying, yes, this is who I want to work with, and waiting for that response back to find out they wanted to work with me was the longest 24 hours and thankfully they were quick but it was definitely a long 24 hours to know and they did and they were excited about me being a midwife they were really open to learning more about an out-of-hospital birth and um so that was just it was really exciting it was definitely definitely the right
0: fit that's awesome so it definitely the thing I'm hearing is that it's it's so different than I feel like what is portrayed in the media, which is so true for all of birth, but surrogacy also that it always seems like the intended parents are choosing the surrogate based on whatever criteria that they are looking for, which I guess it goes both ways, but the way the media right. portrays it is very like very catalog ish, like flip through this folder of surrogates yeah. and find one that you like kind of thing.
1: Right. Yeah. And it's definitely not all like that. It's, um it's more emotion based I think than anything mm-hmm. yeah I
0: mean, our profiles
1: profiles are six pages long of just questions and answers, and um both have both intimate parents and surrogates have a chance to write a lot about themselves and their families and their intentions um and what they're looking for in the opposite um and what they want out of a journey and then you know there's pictures included, and then we also do once they think that that's who they want to work with, we do a match. Skype call, too, where they, somebody, uh, agency representative is on the call just to kind of facilitate, and then they get to talk and, you know, really get to know each other and then really decide if this is, you know, what they want to do, if they want to work together. So there's a lot of emotion, that I don't think the, age, the media portrays at all. They, it's, um, yeah, kind of almost like surrogates are just being used as baby makers, and that's not it at all. I think right. most surrogates will say that there's a lasting friendship or even extended family after their journey is over with their intended parents and their surrogate babies.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's so beautiful. I love that. You're just really extending your family by doing by being involved in surrogacy. I love that. Yes. So you had, you've had two surrogacy births, and they were both HVACs, right? They were both at home yes. or was one in a birth center? Well,
1: no. One was um, <laughs> back to – I've had all these different kinds of births. Um, the first one <laughs> was planned to be at home, and we transported um, in full active labor. Um, we actually had an emergency transport. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was actually by ambulance. <laughs> um, it, oh, was, yeah. it, was, it was very close to the end, um, and baby was just having a little bit of difficulty. And, of course, we got to the hospital, had a baby within 10 minutes. Um, the parents Great. weren't even. They came about, uh, gosh, less than five minutes after he was born because they were in a car um, trying to race behind us, and he came out perfect, Um, and as a midwife, it's one of those situations that you're like, of course, I mean, you always (laughs) want them to come out pink and screaming, but it's one of those that you go to the hospital thinking it's going to be this bad outcome, and then they come out perfect and happy, and, um, but, you know, better to be safe than sorry, and it was a beautiful experience, and the doctor that was on call, and the nurses were, everybody was just so great, and all of our midwives and our whole birth team came up there, and it was just a big, huge celebration. And there, um, my into the mom and father, and then to the father were there, and my mom was there, and uh, my into the mother's mom was there, and of course our whole birth team. And um, it went rather quickly, so my husband didn't make it home from work, uh, but he got up to the hospital about an hour after he was born. So, so yeah, that was. Um, <laughs> Uh, just added to, to my birth experiences. And then the second one was born at home and he was born in the water in another very, very quick birth, um, about 25 minutes of active labor. So
0: oh wow, not
1: everybody made it to that birth either.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I saw that the photographer made it to that birth because that's, I think that's the picture that I posted. It was the yes. same sex couple, which you have gone on to talk at a conference about that. I believe. I did. Yes. So tell yes, us a little I, bit about how's that experience?
1: Um, so Family Source is really involved in men having babies. Men having babies yeah. is an um, organization that helps uh, potential intended fathers find more information on surrogacy because most of them come into this thinking they need, you know, they, they go through adoption of surrogacy. There isn't the years of infertility that a lot of intended moms have. So right. for them, it's like it's, they're just kind of thrown into this world when they decide they want to build a family. And so then having babies just helps educate them on the legal process, the medical process, the the surrogate process on the you know side of that. Do you want to go independent? Do you want to go with an agency? They also offer great scholarships to help intended fathers that um, need financial assistance because it is an expensive process. Um, yeah, and so it's a really great organization. Family Source Consultants is really big about it and um, fully supports them. And we go to their conferences. They have them all over the country throughout the year. We just did one down in Austin last month. Um, and then they had one in Chicago last weekend, or maybe it was two weekends ago. But um, And they actually go to other countries as well. And so I had just had my second surrogate baby and was asked to speak on their panel about being a surrogate and working with intended fathers. And it was it was an honor to be able to help and talk about that organization, just kind of, you know, talk about my journey, which was fabulous.
0: Yeah. Oh, my gosh, that is so wonderful. I love that that you that both organizations work so well together. I think that's so great. And it's I I can see that now, like it's not it's not openly talked about, but I can see that the same sex, especially same sex marriages for men they are just kind of thrown into this world because they haven't had any infertility issues. And it's not like an right. IVF where it's the same sex with females. It's They're just kind of walk into this. Like, I, I just want a baby and yeah. I don't know what to do. So I love that education is so key for you guys because um, that's right. something that just I'm really passionate about too is just education for everybody. And I yes. think that's yep. what it comes down to even in surrogacy is just education.
1: Yes. I tell my clients a lot, you don't know – you can't make an informed decision with no information. So I am all about right. information, education, and counseling as well. So I just, I really love this particular organization for fathers.
0: I love that. So as we wrap up, um, what is one piece of information that you might give to somebody who either is looking for a surrogate or who is interested in becoming a surrogate?
1: Um, patience, I would say is my mm-hmm. biggest. Um, and what we, we talk a lot about in surrogacy, there's a lot of patients involved. It's a lot of creep and weight. And I think on both sides, I mean, just as far as matching with the right, right intimate parents or matching with that right surrogate, not rushing into a match because it is the most intimate experience, um, really to, to, as a surrogate, to carry someone else's baby and to be carrying a pregnancy that belongs really to somebody else, but then to be birthing together and watching um, them hold their baby for the first time and then for them to put that trust in somebody else to be growing and birthing their baby is just so big and it's a huge responsibility I feel like on both sides and there has to be so much trust there Um, so I would say the biggest thing is not rushing in having patience that you're finding the right match that you both were on the same page with where you want to birth how you want to birth um, what you're looking for, termination, things like that. And then just being patient throughout. I tell a lot of surrogates because they get frustrated because, you know, when they get to medical screening, that takes a while because the doctors aren't in any hurry. And then they get to legal, and that takes a while because the lawyers aren't in any hurry. Um, but I tell them all that before you know it, that baby is going to be in their arms, and it's and it's over. And it goes so fast. Uh, so just have patience that it's going to happen. It's going to happen in the right timing and then enjoy the ride because it's the most incredible experience you will have.
0: I love that. That was so beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing your journey and all the information for the families here in Dallas, because I know that there is somebody who's going to be listening to this and just is either going to hit them in the face like, I want to be a surrogate or now they have the resources to go and find the surrogate themselves. So thank you so much for joining me.
1: Yes, thank you for having me.
0: Thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode. If you have any more questions about surrogacy or how to contact a surrogacy company or to become a surrogate yourself, go ahead and reach out to us at DallasBirthGuide.com or on Instagram at at DallasBirthGuide and we'll be happy to help you. We'll see you guys next week.